All right, hello and welcome back to Ranking 76, where we just finished Red Cloud. Uh, that Hopefully you just listened to that. If you hadn't, it's the episode right before this on the feed. Uh, if you're listening to this in the future, you're probably skipping this episode because I just want to listen to the figures as well. But now we're going to go talk about the Fort Laramie Treaty of 1868, really uh, kind of as a primary source review. So we're not rating everything. We're just going to kind of do what we did with Calamity Jane, just read and react and kind of go from there. So I understand if primary source review is not everyone's cup of tea. It is fine if you skip this one. However, it is really interesting just to kind of see the language that's in the treaty, uh, see what the United States was really focusing on. So, Especially since Red Cloud signed it without reading it. Yeah, it sounds like they just nobody signed it or nobody read it without reading it. So um it really gives you, like I just said, it really gives you into the mindset of what the American government wanted for the Native Americans, less so than what uh, the Native Americans wanted or were thought they were getting. So there are 17 articles that make up the Fort Laramie Treaty. It's about 5,000 words, just to give you context. Uh, Red Cloud's episode was about uh, 7,500 words that we went through. So, and I'm not going to read all of the treaties, because some of these get really long, uh, but I am going to read up to a point, and we might just summarize just right at the end after each point. So if you are not driving and are in a safe place and of age, uh, what might be a fun drinking game for you is anytime that they mention agriculture or anything agriculture related, you might want to take a sip because boy, howdy, does that come up a lot. All right, Matt, do you know anything else about the Fort Laramie Treaty other than you're disgusted by the face you're making right now? Uh, those beep, 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 Crafty. Yep, yeah. we'll say crafty. Yep. I'm still wrapping my head around you. Why would you sign it without reading it? Maybe they were the first people that signed the, accepted the terms and services. They may no, as well. We, we, we took a page right out of their book. Dang it. <laughs> well, if that's where Apple got the idea from, I'd believe it. All right. Article one. From this day forward, all war between the parties of this agreement shall forever cease. The government of the United States desires peace and in its honor is hereby pledged to keep it. The Indians desire peace and they must now pledge their honor to maintain it. If bad men among the whites or among other people subject to the authority of the United States shall commit any wrong uh, upon the person or property of the Indians, the United States will, upon proof made to the agent and forwarded to the Commissioner of Indian Affairs at Washington City, proceed at once to cause the offender to be arrested and to be punished according to the laws of the United States and to reimburse the injured person who sustained the loss. If the bad men among the Indians shall commit a wrong or depredation upon a person or property of nay one, white, black, or Indian, subject to the authority of the United States, and at peace herewith of, the Indians herein named solemnly agreed that they will, upon proof made to their agent, and notice from him, deliver him the wrongdoer of the United States, 
to be tried and punished according to its laws. In and in any case they willingly refuse to do so, the person injured shall be reimbursed for the loss of their with annuities or other money or any other monies due. Okay, it goes on for just a little bit more on that, but you get the main gist of it. So basically, it's saying no one's going to attack anyone, and if either party does, they will get uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Reprimanded, I guess, or charged or whatever by their respective. So if it was uh, American, they would go and get charged. And if it was native American, uh, not quite. So this is what it comes to be known as the bad men clause. Um, what it really does is if you notice, they never say that Indians or native Americans would be able to try themselves they would have to be turned over to the United States. If it was Indian on India, like, I don't want to say that. That sounds terrible. If it was an internal conflict, the tribes more or less would, would figure that out themselves. Okay. If a white person wronged a Native American, the white person would be tried in American laws. Okay. If a Native person wronged a white person, the Native would still be trying to go if under american laws so what you did is you just took a section of laws away from the tribes right so they essentially had no chance uh they they took that power they took that uh that ability for them to do if it was a crime between either race essentially Got it. Uh, essentially, the terms relinquish the authority of the tribes to punish crimes committed against them by white settlers. Um, and even in 1873, the U.S. exercised the right to withhold annuities to compensate for the Sioux's wrongdoings against anyone. Um, oh, so after, okay, if they've refused to give them up, they would just hold, withhold the stuff annuities. they promised them. Yeah, which did happen uh, after a mo- uh, massacre moving the Pawnee camp during a legal Sioux hunting expedition. There was there was an issue with that that they had that they actually did take annuities away from the Sioux. Um, so again, that's just that's the first summary. And again, it's very subtle because again, you're saying, "Oh, that sounds great. Everyone is going to get punished," but it's only being punished in American courts. It's not being punished in Native American courts. So it does take that away from them. Very small, very subtle. Maybe not. Maybe that would be something that's obvious in today, because obviously we're not going to start our own country. But if right. we did, that would probably still be the case. But right. let's be honest here. That's they wanted. They wanted as much Americanization in this treaty as much as they possibly could. In fact, um, this actually came back to bite the United States. Uh, I can't remember the date, but there is. It's actually, I watched it. It was not what I thought it would be, but it was interesting. Uh, An insider exclusive episode actually went into the story of the Fort Laramie Treaty. Uh, A family was actually able to gain reparations from when a white drunk driver killed two Native Americans who were just walking by the side of the street. They were actually able to pull this article from this treaty and get money from the government good like and that happened like 
Oh God, it was not. It wasn't super recent, but it was like 1980 forward. Like this is a very recent within the last like, couple decades. A hundred years after the treaty, this happened. Okay, that's cool. So it is still in effect. Ongoing. I think. Yeah. Article two. I'll tell you what this is after. I want you to try to figure out what it is. As a as a native English speaker, are you ready to listen? Yes. The United States agrees to the following district country to wit commencing to the east a bank of the Missouri River to where the 46th parallel of the north latitude crosses the same. Hence a long low water mark said east bank to the point of opposite where the northern line of the state of Nebraska strikes the river. Hence west across said river and among the northern line of Nebraska to the 104th degree of longitude west of Greenwich. Hence north, and said meridian to the point of the 46th parallel of north latitude intercepts the Hame. Hence due east along said parallel to the place of beginning and to the addition hereto all existing reservations to the east back of said river. Shall be the same is, set apart for absolute and undisturbed use of occupation of the Indians herein named, and for such and other friendly tribes or individual Indians as the same time to time they are willing, they will consent to the United States and to admit amongst them. And the United States now solemnly agrees that no persons except those herein designated to authorize to do so, except such officers, agents, and employees of the government, as may be authorized to enter upon Indian reservations discharged duties to en enjoyed by law, shall never be permitted to pass over, settle upon, or reside in the territory described in this article, or in any such territory as may be added to this reservation for the use of said Indians. And henceforth, they will do so and hereby relinquish all claims or rights to do any portion of the United States or territories, except such to embrace the limits of after said, and except to hereafter provided. End of article. Interesting. So, Holy legal mumbo jumbo. Okay, so I, I was only able to catch a couple things, but was that the one where they were like outlining their land? But I feel like I feel like this is what they were doing. They were holding up a map and going, "All right, you see that over there? Okay, now if you follow that just a couple, okay, mm -hmm. now if you follow that behind the rock over there, and then you move to the left a little bit, that's where you are. Okay, anything over there? We have everything else. Kind of. Um, you're not incorrect. There was a map involved, and they would have showed them that. If you're trying to read that. And I had to rehearse that probably five or six times this particular article. Uh, it says reservation two or three times. Yep, I heard that. That's what made other me think that, that they were talking about location. Other than that, you really don't know what this means unless you really look at it. Right. Now, imagine yourself who needs to be told this through a translator Translator must have been like, bro. <laughs> Just points really? at the paper. Point, right. huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know the word for that. What's the word for that? I don't know. I mean, they may as well have just like, do you see this article? And then just showed them the middle finger. <laughs> That's, hmm? Hmm? This right. sound good? Right. Mm -hmm. Right there. Uh, 
yeah, this is the article that set up the reservation system. Um, the friendly tribes described by the Sioux, uh, described in the article, are basically relaying of the Sioux, the Arapaho, and the Cheyenne. Uh, the land was given to Native Americans west of the Missouri west of the Missouri River to the east of the Rocky Mountains, what is modern-day South Dakota, parts of North Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, and Nebraska. All of that is kind of included. What would have not have been obvious in the tribes is that negotiators did not describe that the reservation, that land not occupied by the reservation, and you nailed this, would be the United States. It wouldn't be theirs anymore. They, I think they made it may or may not have, they, they didn't skip over it, but they probably didn't make it as clear as they should have. I feel like this is the part where it said article two. Well, this is where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> they they did a Charlie Brown. They did a Charlie Brown. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> or that's at least how I felt reading it too. <laughs> like, well, I mean, that's I, the thing. That's the thing about these like documents, right? They make them so sophisticated, like using these crazy words that it's like, just say it normal. You don't have to these, use all these weird, sophisticated words. The amount of time they say here to or here within uh, is a disgusting amount of time. Um, it just feels like they're tr- like when you're in college and you really need to get to the 10th or like the 15th page and you're just adding in words. I feel like that. It just that's not what they're doing. It feels like that's what they're doing. They're trying to expand something that could have been made in like five lines and let's make it 15. because. Right. <laughs> Ha ha, screw you, reader. <laughs> now, the words would have been made more sense, obviously. It might have been the military and like, this is how the military speaks. So I understand this. Why don't you understand this? You have an interpreter. Why don't you understand this? Right. I can buy that argument. Kind of, but not really. I also like, you'll notice, Article 2. We have not mentioned, we've mentioned we want peace. Uh, We mentioned peace uh, that is going to come, that's going to be held in American courts. And then on this article, the peace is going to be maintained by you staying in this closet over here. And we'll just take everything else, please. But you can use these hunting lands, but that will come in just a little bit. Second article. Haven't talked about abandoning forts yet. We haven't talked about uh, trading posts yet. Um, it's all just what the United States wants, which would make sense when it's the first two articles of the, of the treaty. Article three, this one is much shorter. If it should appear from actual survey or other satisfactory examination of said tract of land, and it contains less than 160 acres of tillable land for each person who at the time may be authorized to reside on it, under the provisions of this treaty shall be considerable number of each person's shall be disposed and commenced to cultivating the soil as farmers. So it's basically saying if you're doing anything, you're a farmer. If you agree to this treaty and you would like to, you know, if you would like to farm, that would be great. Uh, we'll give you 160 acres of tillable land and you can come do that. Doesn't that sound great? Pretty straightforward. Let's go over some of the sections of the treaty, though, shall we? Because this is the part that really aggravates the hell out of me. Well, the whole thing aggravates the hell out of me. Tillable land. We grew up in South Dakota, so we kind of understand 
when when and a lot of this treaty is in the South Dakota territory. It goes going to Nebraska, so on and so forth. There's a lot of agriculture in South Dakota. Uh, East River. East River is where all the farms are. The second you pass the Missouri River, it is now ranch land. It is rockier. It is not all tillable land. It gets hilly. It gets hilly. It gets rocky. It's not. There's a reason you see ranches, West River, and you see farms, uh, East River. It's just better to farm on the other side of the river. And yet here they want, yes, if you would like to farm in this rocky area, have at it, boys. Now, you can go into Nebraska. That's fine. But again, we're in buffalo hunting land where buffaloes graze. I don't know how intentional that is, but I have a, I have a suspicion. (laughs) They saw, Ooh, that's really good land over there. How about that land over there? Hmm. I don't want that land. Hey, I have an idea. Maybe that's too cynical. Maybe I don't care. Also, uh, point number one to who's ever taking a drink every time we say farming or agriculture. You had tillable and farmers. Article number four. This one is a little bit long, but I think it's... I'll probably skim over some of it. The government agrees to build the number of buildings on the reservation. The United States agrees to, upon proper expense, to construct the same place same place on the Missouri River near the said uh, near the center of said reservation where timber and water may be convenient, the following buildings. To wit, a warehouse, a storeroom for the use of agent for storing goods belonging to the Indians, to cost not less more than $2,500. The agency building for the residence of the agent to cost not exceeding $3,000. The residence for a physician, a cost no more than $3,000, and five other buildings for a carpenter, farmer, blacksmith, miller, and engineer tech, not cost exceeding $2,000. Also, a schoolhouse or mission building, as soon as sufficient number of children can be induced to the agent attending a school, shall be not exceeding the cost of $5,000. The United States further agrees to erect on the said reservation near the other buildings here and authorize a good stream of a circular sawmill, a grist mill, a shingle machine attached to the same, not costing or exceeding $8,000. Basically, here's our list of everything we're going to build for you. Schools. Schools. Glad you picked up on that. Um, Native Americans had been living by themselves for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Right. They have their own form of education. They have their own form of laws. They have their own way of doing things. They even have their own medicine. What were some of the first things they talked about? They talked about a physician, which, okay, great. But then they talk about a schoolhouse and a mission building. So we're going to build them a a school and a church. Right. To try and bring our religion to them. Convert them. Bingo. Hmm. You're right, though. Like, that's, they've been teaching and, like, living by themselves for years and years. Right. Now I won't tell you that like there's, there are some things that would have been great. Like a blacksmith. Great. Uh, A farmer, a farmer that they're bringing in. Great. A carpenter, sawmill, gristmill. All of these are great things to have. 
Now, not everyone in the tribe but would they have wanted follow, them. But don't they follow the buffalo? Oh, they sure do. But that also goes into the reservation system. But yes, the whole thing is, how do we get them to stop following the buffalo? And how do we get them just to stay right here? Like, right here. Right. Like, basically, they're laying down roots for them. Not even they're planting the roots for they are right, digging right. them into a hole and putting they're hoping the roots sprout. Right. Article five. The United States agrees that the agent and said Indians shall make future this home at the agency building, that they that he shall reside among them and keep the office open at all times for the purpose to prompt and diligent inquiry in such matters by complaint against and for the Indians. We will have someone on your reservation. Here is your new headmaster. If you have a complaint, here is your manager. Go offer your complaints to him. That one's pretty straightforward. So there were going to be Americans that live with them. Uh, the, the the agents, yes. Right, the agents. Because they're going to build agency. They do need like people to be up there and also hand out the annuities, hand out, you know, just... So essentially little... be the quote-unquote... Like mayor of the town. Mayor, principal. Whatever you want to call it. Keeper. I mean, it's it's all kind of the same. Yep. Article 6. This is really long, so I'm only going to read three small snippets, but I'm only reading maybe 20% of this one, but you'll get the main gist. If any individuals belonging to said tribes of Indians or legally incorporated by them being the head of the family, shall desire to commerce farming, he shall be privileged to select, and in presence with the assistance of the agent then in charge, a tract of land within said reservation not exceeding 320 acres in extent. We're going to skip a few lines. Any person over 18 years of age shall be head of the family, may in may in like manner select and cause to be certified by him or her for purposes of purposes of cultivation for quantity of land not exceeding 80 acres in extent upon hereon and entitled to exclusive possession for the same as above the president may the president may at any time order a survey of the reservation and when so survey congress shall provide the protecting rights of said settlers for their improvements and may fix the characters of the titles in each the United States may pass such laws to the subject of alienation and descent of property between the Indians and their descendants as may be thought proper. And then it goes on for quite a bit longer. So again, it said, if you want to become a farmer, we'll yeah. give you this land. Well, if you not exceeding this, 80 acres, uh, if Is that what it was? 88? 88? 320 and then um, 80 acres for any adult who wasn't in the head of the family. So oh, basically right. your But son. if you're the head of the family and you happen to want to be a farmer, come on over. Right, if you Do you just want to be a farmer? It's really great. <laughs> Look at all the things we can grow. It's like magic. And then the last half of that was, it basically covers if you choose, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, if you choose to farm, uh, these are your land rights. This is what we're going to choose to protect with the caveat that we can kind of redistrict it um, if we need. 
even up to the office, the office of the president, which I found a little amusing, as if the president is going to go in and do little, uh, like land negotiations or tweaking. All that was is just say if the president wanted to kick him out, he probably had the right to do it. Is how I read that. But that is me speculating, and it's me being cynical. But Article Seven. In order to ensure the civilization of the Indians entering the treaty, the necessity of education is admitted, especially of such of them that are maybe settled of said agricultural reservations, and they, therefore, pledge themselves to compel their children, male and female, between the ages of 6 and 16 years old, to attend school. And it is hereby made by the duty of the agent of the said Indians to see the stipulation is strictly complied with, and the United States agrees that every 30 children between age, between said ages who can be induced or compelled to attend school, the house will be provided. A teacher competent to teach the elementary branches of English education shall be furnished, and who shall reside among the Indians and basically discharge his or her duties as a teacher. The provisions of this article will be continued for not less than 20 years. So they were going to provide the teacher, and they were going to teach him English too? Uh, essentially, they were going to give them an English education. Right. So, yes, we're going to teach you English, but we're also going to teach you, quote unquote, the right way. Right. The first the first thing that like draws my eye, the first sentence, in order to ensure the civilization of the Indians. Right. So basically they were saying they're not civilized. Right. But here we are. We're going to bring civilization to you. Right. It also you don't have it. We will give it to you. We're going to give it to you. And then the phrase, they therefore pledge themselves to compel their children, male and female, between the ages of 6 and 16 years old, to attend school. As in, your kids are going to attend school if you sign this right. treaty. If, you if they're this age, children. they will be going to school. Right. Article 8. When the head of the family or lodge have selected lands and received a certificate as above directed, the agent shall be satisfied as he intends a good faith comments or comments cultivating the soil for a living. He shall be entitled to receive seed and agricultural implements for the first year, not exceeding an hour in value of $100. And for every succeeding year, he shall continue to farm for a period of three years or more. He shall be intended entitled to receive seeds and implement as after said, not exceeding the value of $25. Why do they want them to farm so because, bad? Because when they're farming, they're not attacking. They are going to be attached to their land. They All don't right. need to follow. That's another thing. It's they a, will be attached to that land. They will yes. farm and they will be that, that farm. And also when you have land ownership, it makes it a hell of a lot easier to deal with one person if, let's just say, that land wants to come up for sale again. Right. That one's pretty straightforward. That one just makes you... Boy, they're really hammering home the farming ability, aren't they? Like, just... Do you want to farm? Are you sure you want to farm? You really want to farm, don't you? Farming. Farming. It's like they're whispering in their ear. I'm sorry, would you like farming with this treaty? I can just see like a couple of them like, you know, pretending to like hoe the ground, you know. Just come on. Look, come look on. how much fun we're having. 
Yeah, they get like the kids probably to like play with the farming tools. Like, yay, I want to do this. See, see. Article nine, this one's pretty short. At any time of the 10 years from making of this treaty, the United States shall receive and have the privilege of withdrawing the physician, farmer, blacksmith, carpenter, engineer, and miller provided within in case of such withdrawal. So basically after 10 years, if everything is going well, we are able to pull these people away. They will then, uh, it goes on a little bit longer, saying that when they pull these positions back, that they will then basically be given $10,000 annually uh, devoted as quote devoted to the education of said Indians. So in 10 years, everything's going fine. We can pull all of these people and we can give you money as a replacement. Cause in theory, you shouldn't need us. You should be more established in the American way. You don't need us anymore. You can teach yourselves kind of thing. Article 10, also very long. So I'm only going to read about a quarter of it. In lieu of all sums of money and other annuities provided to be paid by the Indians herein named under any treaty and treaties hereto made, the United States agrees to deliver to the agency house on the reservation herein named on or before the first day of August of each year for 30 years the following articles to wit. For each person ages four, over 14 years of age, a suit of good substantial woolen clothing consisted of a coat, pantaloons, flannel shirt, hat, and a pair of homemade socks. For each female over 12 years old, each a flannel shirt, or in the goods necessary to make it, a pair of woolen hose, a 12 yards of calico, and 12 yards of cotton domestics. For each of the boys and girls under the ages names, such flannels of cotton goods may be needed to make each a suit as herefore said, another a pair of woolen hoses to each. And in others, and in order for the Commissioner of Indian Affairs may be able to estimate properly for the Indians' articles herein named, it shall be the duty of the agent each year to forward him a full and exact census of the Indians on which to estimate a year can be from base to year by year can be based. Did you catch that at the end? Mm-mm. So the first half, we'll just go over the first half first. Uh, if you're over 14, we're going to give you these clothes. Right. Like we'll provide um, clothes for you. There's substantial, they're, they're American clothing uh, because Native Americans and pantaloons are not exactly things that go together. I also like for females over 12 years of old, they go a flannel shirt and or the goods necessary to make it. <laughs> So the females basically get their yarn and the materials to make their own Here stuff. Here you go. <laughs> like the boys get the full things and the girls just have to make their own stuff. Yippee. Jeez. The second part of that I think is especially sneaky because then they put, and I'll read this again. It shall be the duty of each agent each year within him to, to provide a full and exact census of the Indians. In order to get the supplies to them, they need to take a census. We need to count exactly how many, how many of there are. Yep. That's sneaky. Isn't it, though? Just we have to take a head count, and we'll provide you the materials. So we can get you clothes. This is all this is for. That's all we care about in the census. 
Article 11 is the list of basically do not do these things. In consideration to the advantage of the benefits conferred by this treaty, it shall be made pledges of friendship of the United States. The tribes who are not parties to this agreement hereby stipulate that they will relinquish all rights to occupy permanently the territory outside their reservations here in the find, but yet reserve the right to hunt the lands of the North Platte and the Republican Fork of the Smoky Hill River, so long that the buffalo may range hereon against the numbers and justify the chase. And they, said the Indians, fully expressly agree, and then this is their list. First, that they will withdraw all opposition to the construction of the railroad now being built on the plains. Two, that they will permit the peaceful construction of any railroad not passing over the reservation as herein defined. Three, they will not attack any persons at home or traveling, nor molest or disturb any wagon trains, coaches, mules, or cattle belonging to the people of the United States or to any persons herewith. Four, they will never capture or carry off and from the settlements, white women or children. They will also never kill or scalp white men and attempt to harm them. Six, they will withdraw all pretense of opposition of the construction of the railroad now being built along the North Platte River westward of the Pacific Ocean, and they will not in the future object to the construction of railroads, wagon roads, wagon stations, and other works of unity or necessity. Seventh, they agree to withdraw all oppositions of military posts and roads now established south of the North of the North Platte River and or be established not in violating treaties herefore with made made or herewith or be made to any of the Indian tribes. Here's a bunch of things you couldn't do. What was Here's the one point? What was the one thing they really, really, really didn't want them to do? Attack the railroads that are coming. (laughs) Right. And they can build as many as they want. Outside of the treaty, yes. Every, like, you can't attack anything outside of this treaty is what they're trying to say, as if that's going to matter after Black Hills is finds gold. But that's fine. We don't know about that lie yet. Right. uh, Right. But that's the thing I took out of it, that they could build like the roads, the, the railroads, whatever. And nope, you can't like you're, you're letting us do that. You're letting us do that. Yeah, you can't molest it. They talk. They say three times that you are not to disrupt the construction. Of the you railroad. cannot get rid of this or do anything about it. Right. It is happening. Please don't touch it. Don't don't go near it. Man, they're sneaky. I think you're also starting so as we're getting so we just read off article 10 right uh no we just read off article 11. now i think this is at the point of the negotiation where they didn't all agree to everything they just listed this is just what the united states wants and now they're like well now we need to appease them now we need to actually uh talk about what they want <laughs> and now we, we kind of need to start this over again there's almost like a clear line i think you're going to see it in this next art next this next article or the next we've been getting our butt kicked so this is what we'll get here's what you'll get but they're also spinning it in a way of we're going to give you all of these things so you can farm and then when you're done farming you can go to the blacksmith and then you can farm and then you can go pick up your child from the school that we're going to teach you and then we'll farm while all staying on this nice little plot of land you know the land that you used to own all of this and could roam freely 
we're, we're not going to let you do that. Okay, Article 12. So this is where you kind of start seeing the Americans. I think they need realize nobody's going to sign this. So now we need to start giving things back. Uh, Article 12. No treaty for session of any portion or part of the reservation here undescribed may be held in common, shall be any validity of force as against the said Indians unless executed, signed by at least three-fourths of the adult male Indian occupying or interested of the same. And no session of the tribe shall be understood or construed in such a manner to be deprived without the consent or individual member of the tribe to his rights of the tract of land selected by him and the property of Article 7 of this treaty. Or Article 11 of this treaty. Uh, basically, so... They're actually kind of, they're kind of matching the Sioux on kind of how they vote for things, if that makes sense. Like they need three, basically, we won't do anything if three fifths, if basically 75% of the adult men um, don't want to go with it. Right. That is the bar. Now, that's an exceptionally high bar because even in the tribes, you just needed 50% for something to pass or fail. So they are... It's it's a real weak compromise, but it's almost like, see, we're allowing you to not just rely on one person to do that, is how I am interpreting it. Uh, Article 13 is just listing off again. These are the positions we're going to have, the carpenter, the miller, farmer, all of those. They're just repeating that again for whatever reason. Article 14. <sighs> It is agreed of a sum of $500 annually for three years to the date shall be intended for his presence to the 10 persons of the tribe who are in judgment of the agent to grow the most valuable crops of the most of the respective year. We're going to give you a prize for growing the best crops. So whoever, and it's up to, and it's up to the agent. It's yes. Yeah, so so it's whoever grows the, the best crop gets $500. Five no, no. Five people get one hundred dollars. Mm, that's a lot of money, but do you care about money? Well, though? Listen, guys, <laughs> what we're saying is, we want you to be farmers. <laughs> we mentioned farming yet? God, do you, do you remember Super Troopers? Yes. I and they're talking about how many times do you think I can say this word? I forget the exact scene. Oh, it's um. Meow. Meow. It's almost like they tried saying, they tried that scene, but substitute farming for meow. Right? Guys. How many times can we We need to hit it home that we want them to be farmers. Goodness gracious. Uh, Article 15 talks about basically the house of the, of the, of the Indian agent who's going to be living and it just talks about his house again. So I'm going to skip article 15, article 16. What were the main complaints of the Sioux? Why did red cloud um, start his war? The forts, the forts, article 16 of 17. The United States hereby agrees and stipulates that the country north of the Platte River and east of the summits of the Bighorn Mountains shall be held and considered uh, will now be considered unseated. The Indian Territory it also stipulates upon agreed no white persons or persons shall be permitted upon to settle or occupy portions of the same or without consistent consent of the Indians. First had to be attained and to pass through the same. As it is further agreed by the United States, Within 90 days of the conclusion of the peace agreement between the bands of the Sioux Nation, 
military post now established in the territory in this article named shall be abandoned and that the road leading to them shall now be used as a settlement for the territory of Montana shall now be closed. It took to the 16th article to talk about abandoning the fort. <laughs> but didn't it say on the land that they are giving them? Uh, yes, on the land that they're giving them, which would have been like the area they were fighting over. Well, so, right. it is a so they're going right. They're going to get they're going to abandon that. But that's the land they need to stay on. Uh, it's going to be unseated by the United States. Right. Yep. It's almost like they were. It's almost like watching. someone went, remember the forts. Remember, remember the forts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, crap, crap, crap. What, what am I forgetting? What was, uh, what was that? What was what it? What is your guys? You sure? I think we got everything. We're wrapping up here. Have we mentioned farming enough? Oh, the fort! Oh, I'm so sorry. Ugh. Uh, Article 17 simply is just wrapping up, and it just says, uh, in general, all who sign, all who agree to this, sign. In conclusion, farm. Yes. Have we told you about our farmer in chief? Um, we got a real, we got a real, real, very profitable farming. So great, guys! I can't. You I'm will love it. it, and we'll choose five winners every year. <laughs> we'll hold, a, we'll hold a little. We'll hold a little sh- talent show. You can bring up your your farm, um, your crop, and we'll uh, see what happens. Hey, it's a hundred dollars, guys. Who couldn't use a hundred dollars? God. In conclusion, we're hosing you. Yeah, in conclusion, please sign this. Don't look at it. <laughs> right? Well, that's a thing. That's what I feel like. They like made it so long and all these crazy words and stuff because by the end, you're like, yep, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hard to understand a little bit, especially like you said, they don't speak English. English is not their first language. So, yeah, you got someone that's talking like this and it's really, really fast. And then the guy that's, you know... Um, translating is like, wait, 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 what, what, what? Yeah, that face is correct. Like, <laughs> I had that face about four or five times when I was reading through it. And I'm just, how, how obvious can you get, guys? Like, you're not even trying to beat around the bush here. You're burning the bush down and then wanting them to plant a new bush. And so that's the good old Fort Laramie Treaty. Yes, which is, it's really a defining treaty in the area. And we, we covered it in Fort and and Red Cloud's episode. It would have benefited him to to read it, obviously. But would he have understood it? Um, I think he would. Well, he they did read it to him later. They did read it to him yes. later, and he was like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." Yes. Keep in mind, like he also refused to negotiate until the forts were abandoned, right? Which I think makes sense why the article 16 was right at the end and then it was okay now everyone come sign red cloud huh hmm they're leaving now and then he just comes at the tail end and, and he he signs it right but yes it's almost it's like like i already said it gets to like article 10 or article 12 and suddenly it's like boy we should probably actually talk about why we're here we got to abandon some forts we got to give them something hmm 
but first, let's offer them a prize for farming. That didn't work? Oh, shucks. Okay. Now we'll abandon the forts. So that is the Fort Laramie Treaty. Sorry, that was probably a bummer, but I definitely thought it was worth going over and looks like we're going to have like a 45 minute episode out of this. So um, it was worth going over in detail. And I hope people do listen to it because I think it shed some more light on what it actually they were like was their mindset as they went into this negotiation. So with that, uh, we have taken up a lot of your guys' time today with two episodes. We will hopefully you enjoy this little companion episode. So until next time. I'm Eric. I'm Matt. Thank you. Thank you.